service today, we're going to continue in our 40 days of relationship. And you know, one thing about that's key when you walk in with long-time relationships. I told the guys a few weeks ago that the greatest thing about a man um, walking with God, that he's a, one, he's a, he's a learner, and two, he's a lifer. And when you're a learner and you're a lifer, you get to meet and have and establish long-lasting relationships. And you get to see um, people leave at Vatabaline, and you see them come back, and you see a lot of things happening in our church. We're a sending organization, and a few years ago, I was just telling Julio, Mr. Uh, Pastor Julio and Sylvia that when I came into the church, I remember them two weeks later, they were praying them out of the church. I'm like, did I run them out of church or something? But uh, it's amazing how God moved in, and then he moved them out, and they were on their journey to go to Monterey, Mexico, and they're part of our Every Nation team, but they're also part of Grace Point Church. And they're also family here. And he's going to come up. I'm going to have him and uh, his wife, Sylvia, come and share about 10 minutes about how you can partner with them and what's going on in Monterey, Mexico. She doesn't want to get up. I'm gonna, well, at the end of the service, I'm going to make you get up. She says, I'm here vacationing. And he's the gift. Of, he likes to do that stuff. Okay. We talked about that in the car, too, as men. Anyway, so you do what your wife says. I never do, but, you know. Anyway, I know, right, honey? Yeah, I know. Grace, love. Anyway, <laughs> so I'm going to have Pastor Julio come up and just share with you a, a brief moment on what's going on in Monterey, Mexico, and how we can all be involved. Our church is already involved, but how you can help and uh, be involved in what, he's, what God is doing in Monterey, Mexico. So Pastor Julio, can you come on up, bud? Y'all can give him a hand. That's all right. Y'all give him a hand and give you a microphone. There you go, sir. Bad to the bone. Love it. I'm with you. Bad to the bones. <laughs> well, uh, good morning. My wife, Sylvia, and I, um, many years ago, I'll never forget, I was sitting right there where Sammy is. In the, let me see, I was, when we came back from overseas, 92, around 94, Pastor Franco Gennaro was sitting there. And then he said, send him out to the mission field. And I said, what is that? (laughs) To the mission field. So by God's grace, uh, here we are. When I was praying this morning, you you need to hear this. I'm a son to this house. Spiritually, I grew up here. I was raised right here. I was sent out. And I'm here still. To me, that means a whole lot. To be a son of a house and can always come back and be a blessing to the house. And uh, that's, that's awesome. Believe me. So, so my wife, Sibi, and I, uh, when we were sent out, at first we went to Peru a couple of years, then Costa Rica about three years, and we went to Tampa a couple of years. And then it was the time to go to Mexico. Uh, in 1997, in Ciudad Cunha, on the other side of Del Rio, Texas, my wife and I went to a missionary a trip, and I received a, a vision from the Lord. And he asked me to go to Mexico. And he asked me to go preach the gospel of Jesus Christ to Mexico. 
And that's what we have been doing. We moved there uh, late 2007. We kind of waited a, a few months before we did anything, just kind of get to know Monterey. And we started to, to reach people. And uh, I want to show some of the faces. Uh, if you can help me back there, uh, the slideshow. Um, I just wanted to, to to show you some of the faces. That's our last Victory Weekend encounter. We, we're getting ready. We what about baptized 21 people, and we're getting ready to do the same thing in, at the end of April. We're going to water baptize 20 to 21 uh, people. We we not only water baptize, we pray for them so they can be baptized by the Holy Spirit also. Carlos and Rosario, they're only one year. All in the Lord. He's a praise and worship leader. He has his own life group. Uh, we were celebrating uh, Father's Day with some of the men. Uh, the, the one in the middle is Frank. He's from Cuba. Esteban, Mireya, uh, Jessica, Rocio. That's Emilio and Mari and Milito. Emilio, he's going to become a pastor soon. Love that man. Uh, Jocelyn and Carlita, we, we, we took the youth to... Uh, to a camp, and some, we asked some of the ladies to help us out. Well, it, it was just a, a great time just to play soccer and swimming pool and just having a barbecue and just having so much fun. That's a Carlos and Orlando. Orlando plays, he plays uh, the drums, and he's a future prophet right there. Uh, we opened up our, our bookstore, and we just started, yeah, just set up a table, and that's Adriana. Uh, God has touched that, that woman there. She's awesome. That's Emilito. We're just celebrating uh, uh, Mexico Independence Day. That's a family. That's one family. All of them came to know the Lord. And now the father who did not want it. Right there, uh, Jorge over there, that's a brother also. Uh, they come to know the Lord. All, all of this, just kids, just teenagers, Beautiful. That's Esteban. With Hector, he's a lawyer on the left. With a bimbo, he's preaching this morning right now, and, and uh, we're just having a, a get together. Uh, there's something about Mexican culture. That's that's Blanquita. She's a psychologist. She preached last Sunday. Strong word. Uh, that that was for just a celebration, time to get together. Was that Jocelyn? Jocelyn. Uh, she sings. Uh, she received a prophetic watch that she's going to be recording soon. And that's my wife, Sylvia, when she broke her right wrist uh, doing uh, our, our craft. That's another lawyer. That's uh, uh, Martha and Sylvia. And that's, uh, on, the, on the left, that's Pablo. Uh, he was in bad shape. And now the Lord saving. That's food that we took to, to a town to, just to take goods and, and, and food for the people. And that was Christmas, this past Christmas, a celebration. That's, that's the youth again. They love to eat a lot over there. <laughs> that's a celebration. We, we did a, a, a Christmas party. And she was a, a, a Jehovah Witness, was. And now that's a new couple, uh, Martha and Alessio and, and, and their son. That's a new couple, Jose and, and uh, Tania and Josecito. Uh, that's uh, Frank and Sonia. Frank is from Cuba, and they just this couple is that's us. They're just having a good time in the Lord, you know. And oh, that's that's just a celebrate. That's a way of uh, what is it? 
If you get the baby, if you if any of you get the baby, then on the 12th of, uh, February. of February, you have to provide the tamales. And we ate a lot of tamales. That's the tamales. You can see the tamales right there. But look, I want to say something about this. I don't know if you can pause it. I want to say something. Uh, the, the one before, if you, can, if, you, if you can do that. I experienced one, one thing about after we had the tamales, we started to pray. And when we started to pray, the presence of the Lord just came upon all of us. And people began to get saved. We asked we ask friends, you know, invite your, your, your families and friends for tamales. They love tamales. So they came. But they didn't know that, that God was going to touch their hearts. And right there after the tamales, only in Mexico will happen that. Uh, uh, after tamales, you get saved. So it was awesome. Say, we go on. And that's part of one of our services there with all the families, the children. And uh, we're we just praying. And for now, it's it, it just presence of God. God is healing the people. We had miracles. We had a, a young man with HIV. He is healed by the grace of God. We, that's uh, celebrating a quinceañera uh, with, with Carlos, uh, his wife Rosario, Carlita and Carlos. Beautiful family, only one year in the Lord, and they just serving, they just love God. I mean, we praise for that, and that's a part of the quinceañera, you know, the limousine and all that. They, it's a big thing, quinceañera, it's like a wedding. More time of eating, they love to eat. And that's a young man, young man from Peru. Uh, there's him and Dante, two of them went back to Peru. They got their, their, their certificate, their lawyers, and they decided to become, to, to be in the ministry. They came back to Monterey. At this moment, they are in Monterey to be trained to become future evangelists and future teachers. So we had a, a, a doctor, a, a chief doctor, a supervisor, a superintendent. She had migraine headaches for two months. Test after test after test, they couldn't find nothing. Finally, through a friend of a friend, she asked prayers. And we said, we pray for you. And we started to pray, to pray, to pray, to pray. And one day, one day, all of a sudden, all the headaches went away. And she cannot understand it. And she said, she wants to talk to me. So I said, yeah, I'm going to preach. I'm going to tell you about Jesus Christ. I'm going to tell you who healed you. Okay? So, things are going well. In October, uh, we received a prophetic word. The word was the whole church will receive the gift of healing. We went back to Monterey, and God has been doing that. I mean, just healing after healings, deliverance, miracles. Praise God for that. So, the church is doing well. The church is doing healthy. Uh, two Sundays ago, uh, during praise and worship, Pastor Rich, there came a moment I could not even preach. We were crying, all of us, in the presence of God. And this past Sunday, Carlo, who is praise and worship leader, he said, Pastor, same thing. God is here. We've been praying, and I want to encourage, I want to encourage you as a church.
as I was praying, we were praying with, uh, I, I don't know the names, uh, but the ladies that were, were present in the prayer group. I felt two things. One, the people that are praying for this church, God has used those prayers to build a wall of protection upon this church. Thank them for what they're praying. For they may be praying for your families, for your own life. And I encourage those that maybe kind of felt like, well, I don't want to keep on praying. Come back and support them. And another thing that I heard in my, in my heart, and I, I shared it with Pastor Rich. Get ready because there's a, a fresh season that is coming upon this church. And the season is about the supernatural power of God. There are some of you that don't believe because you don't see. God is going to show you that he's real. God is going to heal people here. Don't get surprised. People are, going to begin, people are going to begin to give testimonies about what God is doing in their life. So there's a fresh season of his presence coming to this church. And I will not be surprised, Pastor Rich, the next time I, my wife and I come, all these chairs that you see empty, they're going to be full. Over there in Monterey, God surprises. We ask, we ask for more chairs from the hotel. You know, we're expecting some people. And I said, well, we're doing okay. The next thing, we had to tell the people, bring more chairs. We, we, can't, we can't fit. And let me tell you, let me tell you something. And I close with this. God loves you. Whether you believe it or not, he loves you. Whether your mind says no, whether your feelings and emotions says no, whether your backgrounds, whether whatever past you had, that makes no difference on how he loves you. And not only he loves you, and listen to this, he's going to love you tomorrow. Even if you still don't believe tomorrow, he's going to still love you the next week. For he cannot deny who he is. He loves you. And he has shown his love by sending his son to die on the cross for you, for your sins. And let me tell you, God has asked me in Monterey, you preach the cross. You preach my son that was resurrected. And I'm going to bring people into your church. And let me tell you why that is so important. Because we hear, you know, here comes uh, uh, Easter. You know, it's time to go to church. Easter is not about church. Easter is about remembering about what Christ done on the cross. And that work that he did on the cross it still works. Even today, if you don't believe, even if you don't want to believe, that will not change what Christ did on the cross. Amen? I want to thank you, Pastor Rich, for there are people in this church that, that help us, that support us. And I want to thank you for your prayers. Thank you for taking, taking me to Dallas. That was wonderful. Sammy, that was wonderful. We had a beautiful time with men, just men, and, 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 and pastors, and I love that. And I, I, really, I, I really appreciate that. May I pray for you? Father, I... 
thank you for what you are doing in each one here, even the ones that are not here this Sunday. And Lord, I pray that they will continue to know you. And I pray, Father, that their life will never be the same again. That they will fall in love with you, knowing that what you did on the cross is for their future, is for their destiny. And Lord, I pray that that your Holy Spirit will bring your supernatural power upon this house and bless them and edify them. And that by that power, many will believe in Jesus Christ. I thank you, Father. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Come on, give um, Pastor Julio a hand, guys. Amen. Turn your Bibles in 1 Corinthians chapter 13. I'm going to say something very quickly. Then we're going to, I'm going to have the worship. In fact, why don't the worship team come back up? I know, we're changing the script. It's okay. Y'all saying, I didn't expect this. I know. I know. Sorry, I'm obedient. I can't help it. <laughs> Amen. What we're doing today, in fact, ending, we're concluding now a series on 40 days of relationship, and we gave you a 40-day challenge for those who have involved the last six weeks to join a group. And the last one concluding today was love is powerful, and we've heard how powerful, we know how powerful God's love is because he sent his only son, and how he, God is into transformation, and how love is more than just a feeling. Love is a reason. And when I say that, the reason is God saw a man disconnected from him. When God, when men caused that, and then God decided, here's the plan. I'm going to take my only begotten son, and I'm going to bring him down and let him bring the redeemer from man. So that was the reason why Jesus came, to redeem us back to God. So it's not a feeling, it's a reason. Now, we always process love by feeling. But God processes love by truth and the reason. And always, you can always hear people, I don't think I'm loved that much. You cannot even fathom how valuable you truly are. That God sent it fit to send his son to die for us, those who may reject him, to die on the cross for our sins that we have yet to commit, some of us, and some who have committed and you can't say you're not valuable. You can't say I don't count. You can't say that I'm, not, I'm unimportant. You always say I am God's son. I am God's daughter. And our, and our response should be to the level of what he's done for us. Our response to God's love should be the same tenacity he had to bring us back to God. It's the same tenacity we need to come go to God. The devotion to God. 
It's amazing. I laugh. I've been here long enough and worked in the city. On Monday mornings, people will run me over to get a check. Sunday mornings, people decide, I'll just show up at 11 o'clock. It's okay. And guess about this check that we're all dying from? It's temporary in nature. But the God of all heaven and earth is permanent and eternal. The one who gives me the breath to get the check, the one that gives me vision to see so I can see the check, the one that gives me hands and legs so I can walk the check. That's, that would rhyme. I thought it would be a song. So I want to just share a scripture with him. We're going to end with some praise and worship. And I want to encourage you. Go back over those notes from the last six weeks. Because we said love is a verb, guys. And I can tell you what. I believe exactly what he says because what he sees, I see. But for Abilene to be touched and turned around, we need to stop being pretenders and we need to be believers. It's easy not to believe because if you look with your eyes, you can discount your blessings that God has for you. It's easy to have excuses why I can't come to God. I can't get with people. But you're the one that that lead gets left out on it. As we learned this last week, those who don't connect to God and people, they foul out. They just foul out. And we don't want anyone fouling out. We want everyone to be thriving, not surviving. The Christian life is not about surviving. It's about thriving. So you can show others how to thrive, not survive. I don't want to come here to hoping to pay my bills. I want to come here, say, God, give me faith for this city. Give me faith for these kids. Give me faith for this university. That's what I want to come. I want be, I'm on top of those things. God, place me in the right position to get the check because my faith wants to grow. And it's happening to some of us. I've seen it in your lives. As you dial into God, God's dialing into you. Let me share this with you. If I speak in the tongue, this is 1 Corinthians chapter 13 and verse 1. If I speak in the tongues of men and angels, but not have love, I am what? Gong or a clanging cymbal. If I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, I have all faith. So as to remove mountains, but I have not love, I am what? If I give away all I have and I deliver up my body to be burned, but I have not love, I gain. Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It's not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It's not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice of wrongdoing, but rejoices in the truth. Isn't that amazing that God did not count us against our wrongdoings? But he gave us new life through truth. I'm glad he didn't hold nothing against me. Love bears all things, which means it covers. That word bear means covers, because it says love covers a multitude of sins. In 1 Peter 4, 8. Believes all things. Oh, all. I mean, how I many? Okay, I'm going to accent because I'm not good at English. What does the word all mean? What does it mean in the Greek? What does it mean in Spanish? Okay, I just want who speaks French? What does it mean in French? All. What's German? What does German say? What does it mean? All. I love little words. 
believes all things, hopes all things, love is always hopeful, endures all things. Love never, wow. Sometimes love ends. How many believe that? Good, good. I won't trick you. Love never ends. As for prophecies, they will end. They will pass away. As for tongues, they will cease. They will, for knowledge, they will pass away. There's three things in here very quickly. You can write these down. If you want to go after 12 o'clock today, our notes will be on the sanctuary. will be in on a sermon. You can go down and pull this all down. There's three things that's awesome about this scripture. The first three verses says that love is enriching. Second, four through seven says that love is edifying. How many felt edified this morning? Last thing I wanted to really capitalize on, love is everlasting. We serve an everlasting God who has an everlasting love for us. That means I see little mossy mothers with little babies. You know you will die for that child, won't you? You'll knock over the walls if someone touch your baby. We'd rather go up to a hungry bear than come up against you and that baby. Right? That's the same way God thinks about us. So don't touch my child. Everlasting love. When other people might walk out, God never walks out. Jeremiah 31.3 says, The Lord appeared to him from far away. I loved you with an everlasting love. Therefore, I have continued my faithfulness to you. One of the things about this, when you look at the scripture, it says love is superior to everything. Why don't we all stand? Jeremiah 31.3, it's amazing scripture. The children of Israel from 722 B.C. got wiped out from their, dis, from their disobedience. In 586 B.C., they got wiped out again, the disobedience. Seventy years in captivity, just hurting. And then Jeremiah was there, and God says, I'm going to restore that which was taken from you. And I loved you with an everlasting love. Even in the discipline, I love you. You might feel like you're in a hole. You might feel like you're in a pit. But God loves you anyway. Because his love is everlasting and never ends. And that's why it's so enriching. That's why it's so edifying. Because you'll never find it in another person. You'll never find it in a job. You'll never find it anywhere else but in God Almighty himself. And that's what it is coming back to God. That's when you know you thrive, not survive. And he is real. And that same scripture says today, I've loved you with an everlasting love. People might have failed you. People might have left you. But I never left you. I'll never leave you. I'll never forsake you. I love you. Everlasting means loving kindness. means it's a covenant. That means I walk the covenant myself. I can't break my own covenant because I'm God. I got some teenagers here walking, feeling bad. God loves you. Parents. It ain't over. God loves you. Our response is to say, thank you, Lord. Thank you, God, for the breath that I'm breathing. You plug into God, and you plug into God's people. Then you will thrive. Apart from that, you'll foul out. And in Grace Point Church, we don't want anyone to foul out.